The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Look at this, I forgot. Ding, 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 ding. You don't have it? I don't have my cowbell here. I don't have my sound effects. And it doesn't do any good that you just said cowbell. No, it doesn't. And and Jonathan has no microphone going at one. Well, he can get annoying. You know that. Yeah, he can. (laughs) So I'll I'll get the sound effects back in a second. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Pam brought her cowbell with her. I need to know what What? kind of psycho walks around with a cowbell in her pocket, in her backpack. Doesn't everybody? (laughs) No, everybody yet. Cigar Authority backpack. She comes equipped with her cigars. When I go to her house, I'm looking in the freezer to count the bodies. Yeah, yeah. There's something going on. Uh, Saturday, July 25th, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. Today, the top ten. Best Maduro cigars, according to each of us, and in the end, we will determine once and for all what are truly the best. Let's get dark. Let's smoke Maduros. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Um, all right, let's get to it, Mr. J. And you're listening to the oh. Cigar Authority now in its 11th year. I, I We're refuse, all messed up. <laughs> I refuse to forget the same shit you forget. All right. Now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. I got to interrupt because I got to get up because we don't have our cutter. We don't have... We have nothing. We have nothing. Go ahead. Continue. You you do you. Uh, Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. How slow can I read this? Awarded (laughs) the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most annoying... Oh, no, wait. That's just the bell. The most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Yeah, you know, Jonathan, it's not like we sat here for an hour right. before the show not getting ready. Well, Mr. Jonathan, what is uh, what are we smoking today? Well, Dave. Wow. Today's hey, first- back in the old days, you'd sit there and say nothing. True. Hey, <laughs> While I'd be running around. Time. And I'd say, that's the time you fill in when I have to go get something. So he's but- trained. Yeah, he's turned around and... Today's first cigar is the Jose Dominguez Maduro. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Mahica Cubana. The size we're smoking is the Grande, which is 7.5 by 50. It features a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Dominican binders, a, a Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single cigar will set you back six ninety nine, while a box of 20... We'll set you back $118.99. It's a savings of nearly $21 or 15% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries them, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Seven and a half by 50. That's a big cigar right there. It's a honker. Comes with the cedar wrap around it. Blue, uh, 
ribbon at the bottom, also blue in the band, uh, mentioning this uh, before the show started. Starting to see a lot of cigar brands coming out using blue. Now let me go back into the 90s and tell you blue was the biggest no-no in the cigar industry. If you put blue in the band, it was almost like a guarantee loser. Everything that ended up using blue ended up not making and it. Then was green the new green. blue? Green did it, and then green started being bad also, and yeah. people got away from that. I don't think it had anything to do with it at all, but people would just see these commonalities right. that would happen. And then orange was not good for a while. It was but good for at the beginning. And then not good. Then it, then it became not it's good. It's very too. trendy, isn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're going to see a lot of blue. Uh, I'm looking at, and we're going to get into it next week when we go over all the new brands that are coming out, but you'll, you'll see a lot of blue that's happening. All right. Seeing we have a seven and a half inch by... 50 ring gauge cigar. Let's get to it. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Mm. And uh, everybody's talking about the new Perdomos ready to come out. Wait till you see the Maduro or that. Blue band, by, by the way. Uh, looks stunning, and um, it was supposed to be impossibly Friday. Friday has come and gone. Mm. It did not, so I would almost guarantee it's going to be on the Monday shipment. You guys know the the cookies you get? Like, I know this Italian, and I go to his house, yep. and he always has an array of Italian cookies, but oh. there's one that has almonds on the top, yep. and it has that very distinct almond extract and, flavor a little sticky inside. little sticky it's like a really dry cookie it's a dry right? cookie now this i'm not saying that the cigar itself is dry but i do get a distinct almond note but it's almond extract on the cold draw i gotta say goddamn it right reminds me of that cookie yeah and i know the cookie yeah, for people it. listening and not watching the the person i was referring to is dave he's the only italian oh. That I go to their house. I had no idea who yes. you were talking about. It's him. The Italian's oh. house. <laughs> the Italian's Where are you going? House. I'm going to the Italian's house. <laughs> Notice my uh, lighter. It's blue. It's blue. To match the cigar and the ribbon and the blue craze that's going on right now. Is that what it is? It it's is. It's a blue craze? We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Hades. The Vertigo Hades is a single jet lighter, but it's a monster jet. Uh, single action, as far as the pu you push the button, one jet comes to life, and it is fueled by, it has to be the biggest ass tank on the market. The Vertigo Hades retails for $24.99. The name is wrong. It should have been Lovey's, not Hades. <laughs> I think Hades meaning hell, as in it's capable of producing the fires of hell out of that single jet. And we all know who Lovey is. Powell. <laughs> Lovey Mrs. Powell. Thurston oh, Powell Lovey. the third. The third. <laughs> Lovey. Uh, Lovey. You know, uh, yep. Dave, since uh, your uh, mistake was on full display there, not mm. being prepped for the show. Had to, uh, to believe. Well, I have to fess up. Well, I don't have to. Right, because nobody else can see it except you. Uh, I forgot to start the show clock. Ah, so add five to that, and we're good. All right, we uh, we, we got here. By the way, I don't know, eight, eight four hours. Yeah, four hours early. <laughs> Smoking cigars, shooting the shit, and not taking care of anything. anything. <laughs> 
that's what ends up happening, right? We were so early. We'll get yeah. to that. We'll get we'll to that. Get There's to no it, reason yeah. to rush anything. Well, you had snack authority stuff going yeah. on this morning. Normally, you'd have this set up yesterday. Right. That's true. Yeah. This Crazy. isn't the first show we've done today. Right. It is the sixth. <laughs> this is the sixth show. Seventh. Yeah. It's the seventh it's show. It's actually the seventh one you and I have done today. <laughs> it's 12 noon, and we've done, this is the seventh show we did today. You yeah. must uh, wow. be out of shit to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got a whole bunch of stuff. So we're talking Maduro cigars, and um, let me start by saying um, cigars are sorted by color. That's how cigars are sorted by. And um, So to, to, to put this in perspective, the cigars are made. Then assorted. Then after they're rolled, that's... Binder filler, the wrapper's been passed, it's been capped, hasn't been banded yet, and they sort, sort them by, by color. color. And there's many grades, and over the years, there's been lots of them. Some of these you won't hear of much, but they're still sorted that way. Uh, it starts off with Double Claro, also known as AMS, American, American Market Selection. Mm -hmm. That's what the American market liked, and I'm going back into the turn of the century. Um, green to a light green, yellowish shade, uh, also called candela now, right? Um, this is achieved by a heat-assisted quick-drying process that happens on the tobacco. What you will get is a wrapper char characterized as very mild in flavor, light and sweet taste. Some also on the grassy side. Some people will say that, absolutely. So that's double claro. When I got into the business, there were people on double claro. We ordered double claro specifically for box buyers that that's what they right. wanted. And some of the old Punch and Hoyle were labeled that way, right? Yep, yep. That's how a lot of stuff came, a lot of them. Um, and if you look at old TV shows and movies, mm -hmm. when you see them open up the humidor, you'll look and you'll notice they're green, right. colored, yellowish green colored cigars. Double Claro. You get into a Claro, you're in a light tan cigar. Um, this is achieved tobacco under shade tan, so shade tobacco, right? And uh, those sometimes you'll even see a little bit of green streaking at that point yep. on the lightest, lightest version sure. of it. Sure. And they are quickly air dried in the barn also. Rule of a Claro cigar is it's mild and smooth because the wrapper doesn't take the majority impact of the flavors of the filler and binder. So people talk a lot about, oh, the wrapper has a major component of the flavor of the cigar. Not when it comes to these lighter wrappers. That's the whole thing of it, that the wrapper is so light, you're getting more flavor of, the majority of flavor comes from the binder and filler. That changes as you go and on. And you'll also notice on those cigars, they're on the drier side. The smoke itself tends to be a little dry. Then we have natural, the most popular, light brown to brown, also called Colorado Claro, often sun-grown wrappers. They result in a fuller-bodied flavor compared to the Claro, also known as EMS. And if you see that on some old English boxes. market selection. Correct. So we had AMS, American market selection. In England, EMS, the more browner type cigar. And we have Colorado which Colorado would be a medium brown to a reddish brown, usually sun-grown and robust, rich in flavor, also known as rosado, when you see like a reddish type yeah. of brown that happens. We have the Colorado Maduro, which is a dark brown, aromatic, and 
rich medium flavor. The color is between the Colorado and the Maduro, and this is also known as SMS. Spanish market selection. There we go. Look at you, Ed Sullivan, the wealth of knowledge over there. I'm just an old person. (laughs) Yeah, because this is It was a thing that kind of went away. Yeah. It was on all the boxes of gosh. You would see AMS, EMS, SMS. And you talk to today's smoker, and they'd look at this and probably wouldn't understand Mm -hmm. what it was, but that's what we looked at. Um, SMS is a different thing now. I don't know what the- Text messaging. Oh, really? Oh, I thought it was sexual. I got excited. I thought it was sexual, too. (laughs) Um, Then we have Maduro. And Maduro is a dark reddish-brown or almost black. It is achieved by either fermenting them for a long period of time in very hot conditions or by cooking the leaves in a pressure chamber or, or dying or bruising the wrappers. These are all different terrible ways of doing it, or the way I said at the beginning of it is the long fermenting process. But And if th- you do the long fermenting process, you start to really notice the sweetness that comes out of that wrapper. Yes. A lot and, of sugars. And the other ways do not make that Correct. happen. Actually, it's a whole different thing that ends up happening. But I have to say this because there's probably more of the latter than the mm-hmm. right way of doing it because it just takes so long to end up doing it. Then you have the Full-blown Oscuro, the darkest Maduro wrapper, almost black. This means that the leaf was left on the plant and fermented the longest. The cigars were achieved a full-body flavor. As a result, the wrappers of Nicaragua, Mexico, and Brazil are typically the ones that are Oscuro. It means the darkest in Spanish, darkest in color, almost black, uh, and as I say, also messed around uh, over the years. It was always, we talk about it during cigar school all the time, the corona plant, the the two leaves at the very top of the plant. That was the Oscuro. It was the last ones that were left on there, and then they would go through that process. And when there was an Oscuro cigar, and it would say it on the box of it, you knew it was the highest, highest priming of there, or people knew it was the darkest, thickest, uh, hardiest leaf that was on there. But it was only a couple of leaves on each one. So limited production. Yes. Today we're talking Maduro or Oscuro, a term not used much anymore. Maduro in Spanish means ripe. That's what the real word means. It means ripe. Um, And it used to be the ripest leaves, the ones at the very top, the highest primings on the plant, uh, the corona leaves. Today, Maduro means dark. So never mind what it used to mean, but when when you see it and you talk to every cigar maker out there, when they're saying Maduro to us, they're saying the dark leaves that are on there. Maduro wrappers. But it it means ripe in Spanish. Correct. Or mature. So I could never be called Maduro. No. No. I never would. No. Um, Because you're you're not very dark at all. No, I'm not. I have to relight already. That's very odd, right? Well, you're talking a lot. I am. Is that a criticism or an observation? Yeah. It's to <laughs> He's you. not saying anything. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, Maduro wrappers usually produce a sweet flavor that happens with that production that goes done, if it's done properly. But you got to almost throw that out because I'd say the more – aren't done properly. There's only a handful handful that I can think of off the top of my head. So before we get to the history of Maduro cigars, of who was first and what came out there, uh, I want uh, to give attention to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime members. We have a bingo winner. 
Bingo. Bingo. Somebody won. So if you're keeping track of it, you can you can throw that away because we have a winner. It's been checked and rechecked. And uh, as luck would have it, I told you, it says on there, the cigar we were smoking last when the person says bingo and it gets produced. Well, if you remember last week, the last cigar we smoked was a box of Padron 1926 number 35. Ooh. And I got to say, I got to say that Dave had the opportunity for us to smoke those in reverse order. And I did yeah. bring it up to him. And he said, if they win this week, they win this week. That's huh. the one that we're going last on. So Well, they they won after, I, I think it was eight was the number. Mm. There was only eight things called, and the guy right. got five out of eight across, so he did good. Um, he had nothing was, to do with it. He just <laughs> no, no, it's the luck of the draw. <laughs> but he had to pay attention and listen sure. because some of these things were a, li a little tough to know if you got it or not. Um, it was Jeff... P-E-R-G-A-L. Pergal? Pergal, maybe. Pergal from Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Hmm. And um, he got all his money back for the entire year of the care package, I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. that, because that's 300-plus a box on those. So uh, thank you for playing along, everybody that did. It was just a little fun thing, um, and um, we sent that out to Jeff, so he should actually have maybe received it now. Wisconsin? Mm -hmm. Possibly. Uh Big tax in Wisconsin, so he got a oh, real expensive nice. box there. Um, so what did Jeff get? Jeff got cinnamon. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Thank you, Ed Sullivan. Yeah, he said, I'm not. Cinnamon, I don't know who said that. I think it was Jonathan said it. I'm not going to do that was Ed Sullivan. It's too strong. That would be you. It was me. Uh, retro heal that you also you was me. Jonathan <laughs> telling Jonathan that. the retro heal it and big ass. Tank. That's a friggin' that's a free space as far as I'm but, concerned. It's part of the commercial. <laughs> but the first week you ended up saying a, a just large, the first, yeah, yeah, just the first one, to, just to fuck with people. So he got five across. Other things that were called um, his his the list. Big ass tank was called. Barrens was called. Mm -hmm. Cinnamon cowbell. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Too strong. Retro heal that. And it's too strong. So it was a too strong and an it's too strong. Right. And what was said was it's too strong, which so gave you, you both. both. You got both. So that's how that played out. Uh, I don't know. Was was that fun? Was that goofy? Whatever. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. It cost me a few hundred dollars for <laughs> it. Plus the printing and, and sending of all that stuff. So I got I got some money, a grand into that yeah. at least. Was it all that fun? I don't know. Wow. Not for us. Well, it was uh, it was fun for us the first week trying right. to not do it. Uh, uh, you know, you can't figure it. What is it? Almost twenty five different possibilities, and yeah. then trying to avoid stuff that we say all the time because you did a good job with this. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll mess around um, on the care package coming out uh, that will be shipped out, I believe, this week uh, at the end of this week. Um, there's something for regular care package members too. Uh, we're going to play another game. Oh, great! Uh, it'll it'll have to do with, with the cigars you're going to get. So it's going to look very odd to you of the cigars you got, um, and we'll explain after you get them. Uh, so don't smoke them. Are we going to be involved in this game? Here we are. Oh, oh God! Boy. We are. We Every are. time he friggin' brings <laughs> us in with him, yeah. he can't just play games by himself. It's going to be fun. You're going to like it. Just when we thought we were out, right? It was fun. It was, it was good. I don't know. I got, we got to do something to amuse ourselves at the same it's time, true. right? It's been, been doing this for a long a lot time. Of years. You say ourselves like you got a mouse in your pocket. We, Ed Sullivan and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we, 
I have, I'm going to have to join the care package myself so I can know in right. advance of what's happening. I pretty much just got here. I'm still under three years. True. Ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a newbie. You're the newbie. Yep. All right. Um, all right. Before we get to the history of Maduro, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) When dissolved in water, Viagra can make flowers stay erect for up to a week longer than they usually would. Try it. It's not only true. It's insane, and it's asylum. Is it true? Google it. What does that mean? You never answer the question. I say, is that true? And you say, Google it. So I found it on the internet. Wasn't the um, Viagra made for something else? Some sort of heart condition or whatever, and the unintended consequence was. Yeah. 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 That's what I had heard. (laughs) Um. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what do we have? We have well, now. This is from uh, nih.gov, and it, it says Viagra makes flowers stand straight up. Wow. So it might be true. It's been we we got fact checkers in the audience. We got here. it. This is a true thing. They're smiling. It's true. So, hmm. all right, you make these things up. Is, is they- he smiling because he <laughs> took Viagra? Or is he smiling because it's true? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> is, is is Viagra expensive thing? I have no idea. I've never yeah. taken a Viagra. Because yeah. I wonder if florists would use it, sprinkle right. it in, and keep their flowers nice. And what it, makes you think they're not? It's probably expensive. Too expensive. Relative so. to, you know, some of their other solutions. Yeah. If you buy a $50 rose, I would imagine it has Viagra in it. Yeah. This one's guaranteed <laughs> to stay fresh for three weeks. Um, next week, we have uh, new cigars coming out. We're going to dig into... What are you laughing about? You got- this this thing's going on in the audience. Just, All right. You you just keep reading. <laughs> we have new cigars coming out, and um, we're gonna we have a whole big list of it, and we're gonna go through each and every one of those. The following week, it was bound to happen. We're gonna do it today. We're talking about Maduro cigars on the August eighth show. We have to do this. It's been ten years. It's Lancero time. Are you no kidding way. me? It's Lancero time. Ed Sullivan Whoa. gets excited, and I get pissed. Yeah, I don't want to do it, but we never did it. So let's dig into right. Lanceros. I, let's talk about them. I can them. probably pretty easily guess which cigars since you carry about two. Three. He's got, I believe we have three, have three that are see, technically Lanceros. So you got the Spiritus. Yeah. Um, I think you have the Aladino Maduro yeah. in Lancero. Correct. What's the third? Uh, we, have, we have two others. Two others. Now leave me the hell alone. And 724. Uh-huh. Uh, it is none of them. Really? What? It is none of them, and it's in the Care Package Prime for the pr- Care Package Prime members are going to get the huh. cigar, and we're going to smoke it. And I'm not even going to tell you. It's going to be a surprise to it, you. Is it this, always is a surprise. Is, is this something that somebody's telling you you should be carrying? or? I believe we carry it. Really? Huh. There's another Lancero that I don't know about in the store. 
I get a headache every time I walk by one. Because <laughs> it's still sitting there. <laughs> it's still, I think it's always the biggest mistake when somebody ends up, a manufacturer puts it out. It's like, wow, it's going to sit there. and Saka did okay, but he's in sort of a different position. All he did was he, sell it. No, he did but okay. But that doesn't mean it's still not sitting in the shelves. He did okay. That's the problem with one. the manufacturers. The manufacturers, I would do it if, as a manufacturer. I would put a Lancero out because mm. the stores are going to buy it. But as a store owner, I'm not going to buy it because it ain't going to sell. So there's the, the thing that ends up happening. And if, right. if you're bothered by every time you go in the store, you're seeing this box getting older and older and older, and the cigars are still there, minus the three cigars that are out that somebody bought day one. Right, because as soon as you notice something, you can't unsee it, right? Yeah. The thing about Lancero yeah, yeah. buyers it's is... Me, it's haunting me. They <laughs> buy one. <laughs> Pam. <laughs> Right, so I think your point, Jonathan, was uh, you might sell the first order and then you're stuck with the second order. There's the two Lanceros that 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 sell the best here would be and and sold the best. They don't sell well all the time, but the first week that Aladino's Lancero and the Maduro came out, maybe a couple boxes went. Yeah, and because the same they, thing for, with it, it, and they all, the they all sell the, at the very very beginning, and then nobody goes back to it. They try it once, and then mm -hmm. then that's it. You know, when we're smoking Maduro cigars today, does it have to do with that because there's so much less filler tobacco in it, mm. you're smoking wrapper? And then somebody's going to argue with me of it's the same amount of wrapper to filler ratio because it's, it's a round a circle, circle of what it, but it ends right. up tasting that I taste wrapper. And what about in the Atabay world? Is the Spiritus the slowest seller? It's definitely seller? the slowest seller. Hachizo sells... I mean, that's a half Lancero, really. Yeah. It sells five or six times more. The yeah. Spiritus will go by the single. You get a, a geek that walks in, See, or you have a Lancero. Well, but the Hachizos may be price point, too, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody just wants to try exactly. Atabe, then It's a bad one to start with, though. It, it really is not the same flavor profile. No. It's a very good cigar. Yeah, so, so that's a $15 cigar. I say to them, <laughs> if you can bump it up to 20 right? it's a whole different world. Um. So that's the idea. Look at you of it. with the upsell. <laughs> well, I, I want it to because I don't think it stands. It's not an upsell. He's pissed that we have it. <laughs> I know he really is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that. What do you think here? We're just getting into the uh, Jose Dominguez Maduro. Um, here's an amazing fact of Oliver Nouveau told me he listened to the show. And we're talking about Padrones and Padron Maduros outsell the naturals. It may be the only one, the only product we have that the Maduro outsells the Do natural. Do we have another one? Not to us, but to him. Mm. So as the se seller of it to other stores, he says we he sells more Jose Dominguez Maduro than natural. We sell a lot of natural. We do. So it's not us. Mm. But other stores sell more the Maduro than the natural of it. That's a very oddity thing right. that people smoke more naturals. Now I know there's Maduro brands basically out there that the whole brand is dark, um, but that's not the case when there's a natural and a Maduro. I can't think of another brand that the Maduro would no. outsell the natural. So you got Padron and you got Jose Dominguez. I can't think of a you know you talk Onyx or something or uh, but that whole thing is yeah. Maduro. Uh, the there's a couple of interesting things about Jose Dominguez Maduro. If you're somebody that has tried to stay away from the dark because you had a bad experience, 
and you're worried that it's going to be too strong, it isn't. It's a, it's a four out of 10. Mm-hmm. And in your description of Maduro, things to look for when you're smoking. It's a four out of 10? Strength-wise? Yeah. Yeah. This you're going to say it's more than that. It's, yeah, I'm going to say a six. No. Get the f- well, again, I'm, no. not, I'm not barely into the cigar yet because right. it's so long. It's seven and a half inches. But you end up going to the um, Lonsdale at that cigar. With, I don't know what they call it. They, they, they have a- Fino. Fino, correct. That's pretty six, six and a half. No way. More than a medium. Would you at least agree anybody could smoke this? Yeah. You're having no anybody, problem. No. But let's see as we get further down. But no, don't don't be afraid of a dark cigar. You know, when it comes to things like La Giana, it's not strong at all as a Maduro. No. And Ashton Maduro isn't strong as a Maduro. Um, it depends what they do inside. And a lot of manufacturers, and I know this for a fact, purposely put stronger tobacco in the Maduro version than they do in their... Um, natural. natural version. Why do they do that? Because they believe the American market believes that Maduro is stronger than natural. It's not. But somebody who look, look, is looking for a strong cigar picks the Maduro and he's unhappy because it's not full-bodied enough. Mm-hmm. Somebody who would prefer a cigar like that won't smoke it because it's dark and they think it's stronger than it is. So there's the issue that ends well, up happening at that point. What do I do? So they said, all right, juice up the Maduro a little bit. When it comes to Garofalo, for instance, Maduro, strong cigar. It is. So uh, the chat room's getting involved in discussing this cigar. First point made is this is an easy cigar to retrohale. Ah, Mr. Jonathan. (laughs) We're done with the bingo. You guys can stop that shit. (laughs) uh, Other than that, uh, one person. It is. It's very easy. Yeah. One person says it's a four out of ten, with another agreeing. Uh, well, it's a it's a big cigar, so let's it, let, let's give that number rating a little time, and I yeah. think everybody's going to go up a notch. J- Jim Miller says medium. soft ash, not very strong, great flavor. Uh, it's very barbecuey on the flavor. A lot barbecue, of barbecue, barbecue notes. potato chips. Hmm. Yeah, little You'd barbecue. Have, you have to go chips. barbecue. Cape Cod. How about barbecue? Mesquite barbecue. Uh, potato sticks. Whoa. That doesn't even All exist. the stuff falls in the bottom of the can of the non existing <laughs> barbecue potato sticks, and then you shake that out at the end. Mm. Yeah, I can feel my arteries hardening. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> More of, of, a, of that. No? Yeah, it's barbecuey. Yeah. You, you nailed it. Uh, yeah. That was I, such I a good idea it. you had. I nailed it. Thank you. All right. Uh, it's time to go to break. When we come back, the history of Maduro cigars. And each one of us is going to pick our top 10 Maduro cigars uh, that are in the market today. So you can't go back into time. Oh, I remember the cigar when I was young. Uh, how great that was. Wow, you he, just nailed Ed Sullivan's voice right there. Here we that's go. exactly what he sounds like. That's, and that's what he was thinking. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. 
Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua. The Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by AJ Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. 
Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nicaragua, from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Nick Melillo, big congratulations going out to Nick Melillo today, celebrating five years with his El Wawense cigar, the first cigar he put out in Foundation Cigars, celebrating today, five years, seems like yesterday to me. What did you spend, two years learning how to pronounce it? I did. Oh, at least. I did, that he comes out with the Maduro version of it and calls it the wise man. Oh. That after was, I, after that was I, for you. Because I could go <laughs> El Wawense Maduro, I can do it, yeah. but there is no, no. such thing. There's no such thing, so it drives me crazy. Welcome back, everybody. We're smoking the Jose Dominguez Maduro, and uh, we're going to now cut into uh, the best Maduros on the market today, figure out what that is. We're going to each pick and get a consensus on it, so um, let's get to that. First, I want to say to the people on the care package, you're going to get a care package next week. Do me a favor. Don't start smoking the cigar. Wait till at least the second episode because that's of the month, because the first one we're doing Lanceros, the second episode, we're going to get into those cigars. And if you don't if you do not do them the way I want to do them, it's going to take the fun out of it, I think. We'll see. For you, anyways. Yeah, fun for me. Fun for you, too. I think that's the way it's going to play out. So uh, if you're not part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, go to thecigarauthority.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see the care package that's there. Click on it and sign up if you want to do it, and uh, you can play along with us. It's a good deal. It's 25 bucks. You get mm. four cigars, or 30 bucks. you get two cigars, include uh, six cigars, five, four, five cigars? Five. five cigars, include shipping, and uh, you get five different things each time and maybe some fun and games or whatever. Um, join us. Smoke along with us, as we like to say. All right, today we're talking Maduro, so I'm going to look back at the history of Maduro cigars. I did as much research as I could possibly do to try to find this out. I can go back to 1985 for myself, but I try to go back even further and find out when we started having Maduro cigars in the United States. And from what I can see, Punch and Hoya de Monterey were the earliest brands to have a Maduro wrapper that I can remember, that I can find and go back to at all. They not only had a Maduro, but they had a double Maduro wrapper. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they were saying the Maduro wrapper and binder was Maduro. Sometimes you'll see two wrappers. 
Sometimes sure. you do a wrapper and binder. Uh, that went on for a long time, and people, other people came out with Maduro cigars as it went on. And then, then you people, have CBT by Aroa, which is Kappa Binder Trippa. That's all three. That's triple, but there was a second CAO MX2, if you remember that. That was a double Maduro. That was the only two people that ever did a double Maduro that I recall. Then became, before the um, CBT, was the Camacho Triple Maduro. Correct. And um, Rapa Filibinder, which I, 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 I want to call bullshit on it because <laughs> it, it can't burn. It can't burn properly. So... Well, in order to have, I think what you're saying is in order to have tobacco thick enough to go through the process of Maduro, because it is a process, Yeah, it has to be higher primings, and higher primings have poor combustion. So you go through that process, and yeah, it does thin the tobacco out enough, but do you thin it out enough where it's going to have good combustion as a filler component? Probably not. But I did take them apart before, and it looked like the tobacco in all aspects was dark tobacco. That was there, uh, but it, it. I don't believe it could be. And listen, I know we have tobacco people that are listening to the show. Can you go through that correct process and not break down that tobacco so it can burn properly? Uh, I don't grow tobacco. I don't. I don't do these things and stuff. But I, I used enough tobacco. I've, I've blended and played around with it enough. But apparently, Camacho did it. Now CLE is doing it, and um, so let's talk about how Maduro's is made properly. First, picking the proper leaves. Connecticut broadleaf, San Andreas Negro Mexican uh, are commonly used, but not exclusively. Brazil and Nicaragua make nice Maduro and dark tobaccos. Thick leaves are needed to handle the fermenting process if it's done right. It has to be thicker leaves. Also, Maduro cigars are stock cut. Um, not taken by primings, especially when it comes to Connecticut, all their Connecticut broadleaf, they cut the whole plant off. Because they want those leaves to continue drawing nutrients out of the stem. And then they hang that up. So, you know, I remember when, um, I think it was Liga Pavada came out with stock cut, and everybody says, oh, my God, they cut the stock. Well, it, all of it is stock They've cut. been doing it for yeah, 100 years. that's how it is. After being cured in the barn and turning brown, to turn them Maduro, the wrappers are put into bulks and then fermented in the bulk, right? The weight of the tobacco plus the moisture of the leaf causes the chemical change to happen. Impurities like ammonia come off of the leaves and heat is produced, turning the starches into sugars. Right. Normally, tobaccos, you turn the polone at about 115 degrees. To turn Maduro, for instance, broadleaf, you keep going until you hit about 120 degrees. If you do that to non-thick tobacco, you're actually destructing the tobacco. So there's a there's a chemical thing that ends up happening, uh, just like being a, a a cook as opposed to a baker. Right? Sure, you, you can't mess around when it comes to this. It makes me think of when we did the tour with Perdomo, how he would specifically say, "I'm growing." These plants are for Maduro, and he had us feel the leaves. Thicker, Th thicker. This is thicker. Sticky. You can feel the sap coming off the leaf, yeah. oily, before it's even picked. Yeah. You could tell there was something different about those leaves, and he says, okay, this is what I'm going to use for Maduro. And when he showed us that, 
it didn't lose much of the thickness when when he went through the whole process. He showed us the polones yeah, that were yeah. done. It, it was yeah. still leather. Then then putting it in the barrel aging at the yeah. end of it, so it was still a thick, much thicker. I mean, you feel it. And you, you, you can know. make boots out of that yeah. shit. Um, there are shortcuts. Uh, painted black Maduro's fast method of making Maduro, also known as the cooking method, where you steam the tobacco in a box with the tobacco inside. The water vapor leaks in and adds color to the tobacco, and it ends up turning brown. Another method is dipping the tobacco in a dye, a food coloring, or a dye with a sponge that they'll sponge it and wipe it on, um, or make the dye from boiled tobacco stems. This creates a black wrapper, high in nicotine, especially if you use the stems when it comes to it. The first Cuban Maduro, 2007, not that long ago. Um, it was the Cohiba Maduro number no. five and the Potagus Maduro number no. one. Cuba Edition Limitadas, cigars that were released uh, every year in special sizes for each blend, also carry very dark wrappers, although they're not referred to as Maduro, but you'd look at them and say, right. these ones are dark also. So the process is uh, a lot of work that goes into making a Maduro cigar. Um, looking at it, if you look at the Maduro cigar you're smoking, if you're smoking the Jose Dominguez, you notice it's not very evenly colored black. Correct. It's a little splotchy. So it, this this is the real way, right? As opposed to if you saw it jet black like a Toscano Ashtray straight across. Mm-hmm. This is what I end up looking at. Also of the burn, the smoke that's coming off of it. Is a white smoke as opposed yeah. to a blue smoke. Yeah, so less is going on. I mentioned the bruise wrapper to you. Imagine having the wrapper, wet the wrapper now, and getting it in your hands and rolling it in your hands. You actually start bruising. And this is what they do for the LFD Oscuro line. They, and Carney told us this, they intentionally bruise that wrapper, yeah. and it gives it that splotchy look. It's yeah. not pretty, but... yeah. So it's bruised, and that and that's you know like a bruised banana type yep. of thing, right? Um, it, it looks like it's over ripened or something, but it's bruised. That's that's another thing that ends up happening to it. So as you look at a Maduro, you're going to start seeing these things now that I'm saying it to you, and look at them, and then you're going to indicate. Don't say I don't like Maduros. It's it's unfair to Maduros because there's many many mm-hmm. ways of doing it. Um, and I know what I like. I like the natural, slow progression way of doing it. Uh, maybe that's because when I started in cigars, the first Maduros, and, and then as these quicker methods came in. But as far as sales go, people like the other methods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mean, steaming part of it and stuff. Those are the things that, that, that get very, very popular out there. I think another aspect to it with the Maduros and why people think they're strong are just blending. You know, a lot of the manufacturers, well, people think these are strong, so they make them strong. They make them strong. You don't have to. Right. And if you if you did go through the correct process and you had a naturally sweet tobacco, couldn't you put under-fermented tobacco underneath it and have that sweetness mask those flavors? Yeah. Now, you were saying this is maybe a foreign strength, and we're seeing people saying, I agree with you on there, mm-hmm. and it's mild. And there, if they're a Maduro person they may be it's unhappy gonna, yeah they're it's unhappy seem with extra mild it, it did at the five inch market jumped up to a, a whopping five it went to a five which is what i said was going to happen and to then you. it's now dipped back down to four. Oh yeah right it dipped back to four <laughs> because, because i, I, because hit the I tips, said it i hit the tips yeah. at the five inch mark 
I've now burned through the tips, and it's back down to four. So it's Dave, a straight medium. You were right for a couple of minutes. Yeah. But now I, you're not anymore. No, I'm, it's like two or three puffs. I'm right. <laughs> let's see how right or wrong you are, Mr. Jonathan. So let's get to it. The top ten favorite Maduro cigars, according to Mr. Jonathan, and uh, let's go. All right. So I like the in number ten spot here. The HVC Broadleaf Toro. It's a six by fifty-two. I like the Asylum 5x50. Why well, are you going to just zip through this? Do you want to talk about it? I mean, HVC is... Um, they're made by the folks at Aganosa. Aganosa Leaf. Are they using the um, uh, the their Maduro? Or are they- they're using a Broadleaf. Okay. I have to imagine that it's Connecticut Broadleaf, but it has the sweetness, so... And this... And, and which exactly HVC is it? The number five hundred HVC Broadleaf Toro. It's the one. Oh, okay, I got you. It's a split box. Split box. Yeah. I got you. All right, good. Uh, Asylum five by fifty Maduro. Wow. All right. Again, it's got the sweetness. It's a it's a milder Maduro. A lot of flavor. Always burns well. Always draws well. I would not say that's mild at all. Okay, don't oh, say that. Then. Okay. Uh, JFR Lunatic Short Robusto Maduro. Is another good one that's in my regular rotation. Ho- Jose Dominguez. Another, another one that I think is uh, kind of full-bodied. That one I would agree with you. It's okay. a 7 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Jose Dominguez, Robusto Maduro. It's this exact cigar in from Robusto. the 5-inch mark on. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Aladino Robusto Maduro, which is box-pressed. Yeah. Five inches by fifty. That's, that's the one I told you. You brought that up a few weeks ago on the show. I said I haven't smoked that in the longest time, and then I was chain smoking mm-hmm. them for about four <laughs> or five days. I'm like, why did I forget that cigar? Because the regular Corojo was so damn good. Yeah, yeah. but it's they a great, killed it. They killed it with a Maduro. It's a great Maduro. Uh, then this one's going to surprise you a little bit. It's Perdomo ESV Maduro. It's ESV. the only one of his Maduros that isn't too strong for me. I I lean toward. His sun-grown stuff, but in the ESV, the Maduro is the better product. You did not smoke his new one. You smoked the sun-grown of That's that. That's not true. I have smoked his new one. You did. It's not out yet, so it's not on my list. Okay. What do you think? Phenomenal. Yeah, it's not too strong. No, no, no. It's milder. Yeah. It's milder. Mm. And I'm not opposed to strength. I, yeah. I don't mind the strength, but comparing apples to apples, I tend to like Nick's spicier stuff, except in the ESV. I really enjoy his Maduro there. Uh, La Galera in the Luchador size maduro okay and uh lagiana robusto it is yeah uh lagiana robusto maduro milder maduro and i I just love that robusto would you say four four out of ten maybe a three out of ten on that i can guess what you're gonna say (laughs) one less than whatever i say Uh, and then this will uh, maybe be a surprise, maybe not. The Sereno XX Maduro in the oh. sublime size only. You've smoked a lot. I have of those. boxes of them. <laughs> I go to that often yeah. too. And my number one Maduro is Padron Anniversary, Anniversary Toro Maduro. It's a TAA size. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I'm going 64, it's going to be the Toro size always. That's my jam. All right. Did good. You did good. All right, Ed Sullivan, you ready? Yeah, I mean, it's always hard to do 10, so I'm going to start with a couple of honorable mentions that didn't make the list for various reasons. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the unicorn. I just can't in good conscience put a $100 cigar on the list. So you disqualified a cigar because it's too expensive. I did. I did. 
I can't support well, that. Well, you may have. You may be the only one on the panel that I've smoked that. Have you smoked that? I've not. I have it's, never smoked it. it. It was just breathtaking to look at the wrapper leaf. I mean, I know Steve goes and picks out all the very best yeah. to make them, and yeah, it's a nice. That's a double bellicoso, right? Uh, yeah, it's a pointed at both. It's ends. a Figurado. Yeah, yeah. but uh, phenomenally good cigar. But nothing should cost a hundred dollars. No. I have never smoked that cigar. I'm going to end up having to do it one of these days. But the the next one, I figure if I do it, then I'm adding to this. I know, you know, Madness. it's okay to do it, right? Right. But it, I don't. I don't think that there's a problem with coming out with a hundred dollar cigar and having it. I mean, Padron did it with the fiftieth. Yeah, a little more than a hundred. And you know what? If you for me, having that cigar, the experience of it and being able to say to somebody, listen, this is not to brag, but this is a $100 cigar. I need two hours by myself. Would you pay $100 to be by yourself you for two hours? Cigar? I smoke that by myself. Okay. Yeah, you have to. You got to yeah. pay, pay attention, attention to it. Yeah. That yeah. becomes the event for two hours. So do I, I don't have a problem with him coming out with a $100 right. cigar. Because I'm not going to do it sitting in here and doing it of on course the show. Not. Of course not. I can't pay attention no. to it enough. I got to be alone. Now the sounds so weird. The next one I think is going to make it into the list. I just haven't smoked enough of them yet. I'm a big fan of the Southern Draw Jacobs Ladder. Great cigar, and you know that's not way too strong. Not for everybody. It's not oh for my everybody. God, that is a ten of ten. <laughs> that is up there. I'll grant you that. Yeah, it is up there. But well, you know what? You sometimes, like them strong like that, man. That oh, yeah. is. But sometimes that is not I'm, on my list. You won't be surprised to know. When I have uh, well when I, made, but Jesus. When I have the itch to have something that's a powerhouse, that's a, an easy go to for me. That'll kick you right in the teeth. Yeah. Um, all right, now we can get to my list. All right, let's get to the list. There's honorable so, mentions. Number 10, and I've probably smoked as many of these as anybody except Steve Saka, and that would be the Mike Rita Firecracker. Okay. Oh. Can that count? I think it can. Why Is can't it? it? He bought a metric shit ton of them. <laughs> I smoked a lot of those. A very, very good cigar. And you can get the Tricky Truck. It's supposedly the same blend. Yeah, it's not no. not even close. Okay. <laughs> and I've smoked. Thanks, because I don't have any know. more firecrackers, but I got all these Tricky Truckers I'm sitting on. Oh, well, for other people, they wouldn't notice a difference. Okay, it's good. just that I am an authority. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of the Tabernacle. Ah, there's Nick Melillo. Yeah, which is, um, you know. Not that, but it's different, but uh, it's reminiscent of the Liga, which we're going to smoke later yeah. on. I like the scene Compromiso. I think it's a, a very good Nicaraguan very good. Maduro. Very good. Then I've got the Wise Man. That's the Look Maduro. Look at you. Oh, yeah. So Pam's agreeing with you on everything so far. So, so far you have... Two two companies there. I know. You know what you you know what I you know like. What I like. Uh, this next this, this one may may surprise you, and it's one that I often forget about myself. Same as you, right? It's like, mm. well, I haven't smoked that. No. I really enjoy the Maduro Leaf by Oscar. Ah, yeah. And I think I forget it because it's all wrapped in a leaf. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. You can't there. see it. And no, you can't see it. But it, that it is whole line is very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I forget it too. And this one may surprise you, but I've got La Giana Maduro just because I think 
If I want a mild Maduro, I, that's my go-to mild Maduro. I watch you smoke it. I yeah. see that you grab it. <laughs> it's when which it's, I'm surprised at all the time. I'm when like, it's why are you smoking that? Mild time, you know. Yeah. That one's just got enough sweetness to it. I have two it. of them it's, in my travel humidor, and they're in the bottom shelf because I don't want anyone <laughs> else to get them. Um, much as I hate to do it, I'm going to have to go HVC Broadleaf. I only hate to do it because I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. But, but he had his number 10, and you're way down here. Yeah, I'm at number four on that Okay. One. And then as you've rediscovered, Dave, the Aladino Maduro is just phenomenal. Okay, now we're crisscrossing here. Yep. Um, I've got a Padron anniversary, but I'm going 50th. Because why not? Yeah, they're yeah, so, so we're going to say Padrone Anniversary. You guys yeah. are picking sizes and stuff, which is nice, but. And, you know, probably. Well, that was the exercise. Yeah. Which one do you smoke? I'm, I didn't pick a size. That just happens to come in one size. I so you picked a size. But uh, I digress. <laughs> that was incidental size picking. All right. Um, so number one. You know what it is. Neanderthal? <laughs> yeah. <maybe> okay. Because <laughs> you smoke them all day, every day? Uh, Ed Sullivan the other day, he, he doesn't normally come in on Mondays. He walks in on Monday, walks over to the case, grabs a Neanderthal, checks out, comes upstairs. And I said, uh, wow, it's uh, interesting to see you today. And he said, well, I was driving by and I thought, ah. maybe I'll have a cigar. <laughs> and I said, Ed Sullivan, you know good and well. You were smoking a cigar when you had that thought. <laughs> he said, yes, yes, I, I was. absolutely was. <laughs> I think I'll have a cigar somewhere else. Yeah. Just change the scenery. There we go. Good. All right. Here, here's mine. Um, number 10 is a, is a new cigar, but it, it's actually been out there, and I believe it was called something else, but the launch just happened, and I don't know if you guys smoked it yet, but I got to give it its props because it's right up my alley. Avo Maduro. Okay. Actually, the number two, it's six by fifty. It doesn't have to be that size or whatever, but it's it's the one I've been going to lately. Um, they used to have an Avo Maduro called something else or something. I don't know if it's the same cigar. It was um, different FDA issues yeah. or whatever. Who knows? But exceptional to look at. The wrap is beautiful. Flawless. It's on it. Yep. It's fantastic. And I'll give Jose Dominguez uh, Robusto Maduro. Uh, also, Jose Dominguez, um, my number nine. Number eight would be Aganosa Leaf, shade-grown Maduro, mm. right? Is that, that really a thing? I never saw it being done, <laughs> yeah. but they tell me it is. I smoke the cigar. I'm intrigued by it all the time. I, it's a go-to for me because it's like, I think we're going to start seeing other people using it because mm -hmm. they just did it for themselves first. So we'll see that play out. Flor de Lorraine, Quattro Maduro. You see me smoke that often yeah, in the morning. That's all my brother's favorite, too. Um, Hammer and Sickle, Trademark Maduro. You were smoking that this I'm morning. smoking it here somewhere. Uh, this is going to be a surprise to you. JRE Lunatic. Really? Mm. The Robusto, the short Robusto, four, four and a quarter by 52. So, and what you said about not picking sizes, you have to pick a size with that because otherwise you, <laughs> yes, the next size different. up is a 60 ring gauge yes. and then you're at 70 that, that's and why then you're I'm, at 80. Right. That's why I mentioned it, but it doesn't have to be that for how I'm going to add these things up and, after. You know, especially with those, it's not just that it's a bigger cigar. It it changes significantly as you go Yeah, the 70 the ring gauge is annoyingly delicious. <laughs> so, and I just don't want to smoke a 70. 
opportunity, but when I smoked it, I got it. It's amazing. So here's where these things are going to crisscross because now I'm I'm at everything that's already been mentioned already. So this this what's going to end up happening here, and you know, not that we hang out with each other, but we're around each other an awful we lot. We run so, into each yeah. other. Yeah, uh, Aladino Maduro. Yep. I'll give number four. Leaf by Oscar. Really? It's on my list. Uh-huh. That was It was the amazing only, that you said the it. The reason we carry the cigar is because of the Maduro. Yeah. That's the one you smoked at the trade show yep. years ago. I was blown away with it. I thought mm-hmm. it was the most gimmicky thing. I took it out of the thing. I like gimmicky stuff anyway. I took it out and I go, wow, the cigar yeah. stands. I like the Connecticut in that as well. It's a good cigar, yeah. but yeah. the Maduro's the standout. That's the one. Um, Sereno, Maduro, Double X Toro. Great cigar. Except you should be smoking the Sublime, but okay. And my number one, not a surprise, is La Giana Maduro, the Toro. It's an everyday one for me. So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do here. Uh, On the break, I'm going to try to figure out a consensus. So how do I do that? Whatever you picked as number 10 is going to get one point. Whatever you picked as number 9 is going to get two points. All the way down, whatever you picked as number 1 is going to get 10 points. All the way done, I'll consensus it out and then come back with the full consensus of what is the Cigar Authority's favorite Maduro cigar. Mm. Okay, fair? Yeah. Sounds fair to me. I'd have a better shot if, if Barron's was here because he'd probably align more. There we go. We're going to talk about that during the after show. Where is Barron's? I mean, it's times like these where I miss him. Yeah. He well, could, he, he could, could help support you out. me on the stronger cigar. Well, front. Neanderthal got 10 points because you made it number one. <laughs> well, as good. I, as I'm not surprised <laughs> of what it was. So uh, final thoughts here on Jose Dominguez Maduro. Did it show up on everybody's? I had it. You had it. You did not have no. it. So uh, me and Jonathan like it anyway. Um, you you are committed to it to five now in the strength to straight no, medium it went, body? it went to five when we hit the five-inch mark. Down. It dipped a little bit back down to four. 4.7. It's a great cigar. The burn is true. The draw is outstanding always. Getting those barbecue notes still. So Ed Sullivan, who didn't have it on his list, what do you think of it? I think it's a very good cigar. You know, my list is only going to have one mild Maduro on there we go and uh, for me that one because your list was actually 13 I believe uh 12 12 okay 12 uh, a dozen I didn't go baker's dozen all right but uh no this is I like the flavor of this it's just I give the slight nod to the La Giana okay all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, remembering some old Maduro cigars. Also, I'm going to calculate the top 10 and give you the Cigar Authority's top 10 Maduros. And also, we're going to light up another Maduro and tell you uh, what we have planned for everybody on the care package. Am I going to tell that now or should I wait till the till the show? I don't know. Let me think about that, too. I have it in my notes, but I may uh, change it up there. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. 
The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's Com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, 
and Bloto Dioro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Jose Dominguez from Jose Dominguez Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back with our number two. We're smoking and learning a little about Maduro cigars. And I got plenty of this Jose Dominguez cigar left over. So I'm going to put that over there with my uh, hammer and sickle. And we're going to get back to it. Uh, I have a cigar to smoke for our second And this is usually not a go-to. You just uh, you just made it back, by the way. I was ready to cover you. I there you, you go. Good. Good. Instead of just sitting there, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the old days. I almost well, hid your headset so you couldn't we, get back on the show. We were going to talk about you, too. Yeah, same. Lack of professionalism. You can't die. First he forgets the bell, then he comes back late. Oh, and that's nothing compared to what he pulled on Snack Authority. Oh, I'm sure. Ah. Uh, that episode went out today. We went live. Yeah, we, we went did live. it live. We did it live. What a mess. Uh, <laughs> my, should we sh tell them? Yeah. So uh, was we, it Tuesday we, you were in here? Yeah. So uh, I bought a snack for the Snack Authority on Sunday, took it home, and it was this Reese's pretzel. Reese's so Reese's peanut butter cup. Pretzels. So they, they put some chocolate on the bottom, drizzle it on the top, but in between is peanut butter. Mm -hmm. And it's a new pretzel, and it comes in this big bag. And I brought it home. Everybody wanted to eat it. I said, I can't. It's for the show. And I'll bring it with me Monday, put it up here so it'll be here. I'll see it on Tuesday because Tuesday comes up to do the, the actual the show. So he comes up, and I said, oh, wait till you see what I got for you. Uh, this is going to be great. And I go look in the other room for it. I go in the other room, look you for it. You should have seen the look on his face when he came back. I've, I, I've I, only I, seen Dave run one other time. <laughs> but he came downstairs to get his keys and ran out to his car, which it's had to have been too, 120 degrees inside. Way of it. too late at that point. I can't believe it. I, I text my wife. I said, "Do I did I leave those there? And she says, no, you took them with you on Monday. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. So I run to the car. So you had peanut butter flavored hot chocolate is what you had. There was a 
a, a uh, orange balloon in my back seat because <laughs> it blew up from the heat of what it was, and it was all squishy underneath <laughs> of this balloon. I'm like, oh Sloshing my god! Around. So we put it in the refrigerator. We took it out. It was a big block of shit, but that that's the show. If you want to see us, it was a, a shit show. Yeah. So if we mishandled cigars, we would never hear the end of it. Right. And you mishandled the snack. I want to know why I put it in the back seat. Why it I would do no that? Uh, it, it works like this: you get in the car and you go. I don't want to look at this. I'd be tempted to eat it. Uh, right maybe. in the back seat it goes. Who the hell knows? I, I go back in time to figure Oof. out what that is. But I took care of this one. This cigar we're going to smoke now. It is the Liga Pavada Number 9 Toro. Tell us about this particular one, Mr. J. Well, David, in 2007, Drew Estate released its first batch of Liga Pavada, which is Spanish for private blend. This is the second release, which came out in 2008, 12 years ago, originally made by Nick Melillo for Steve Saka, the then president of Drew Estate, who needed a cigar, a cigar to smoke while working at Drew Estate. Not a big fan of acids, that guy. No. At that time, Drew Estate was not making traditional cigars, and Liga Pravada Number no. 9 would soon become available to retailers in very limited quantities. This was among the first boxes of 24, and it's never been opened. It's, again, the second release. While many companies were touting Puros at that time, Liga Pravada Number no. 9 was a four-country blend that included Brazilian Montefina, wrapped in an expensive, dark, broadleaf Maduro tobacco grown in Connecticut. Liga Pravada Number no. 9 debuted in one size. The bands appeared to be handwritten, but they weren't, and Liga Pravada Number no. 9 quickly had a cult following, and this is a historic Maduro cigar. All right, so this is it. This is 12 years old. And some people will say this is when Liga Pavada was Liga Pavada, and it was a big deal to end up getting it. So it's it's wrapped in a bundle, basically, inside there, a piece of cedar on the top of it. It is not as black as I would think it would be. It is uh, more of a of a reddish hue. There's a hue. To it. There's a hue there. Um, everybody here bought a cigar today? Yes, everybody bought a cigar today. <laughs> Say yes. That would be the correct answer. All right. That you did. So if somebody will come grab this box and just pass it uh, one to everybody, that would be great. And then just return it to me uh, because FDA says I can't give away cigars, but if it's free with the with purchase. with your purchase. With your purchase. Um, this is, uh, what do you do with something like this, right? You, you hung on to it for 12 years. Uh, you pass it to your friends and uh, enjoy it and see what it's about. Because it's not going to be like, you know, we talked about aging and things like that, so it's going to be different than what's one on the shelf, assuming that Although they're the same. I would, I would say that this was a good candidate for aging. Right? Yeah. Was, and that was the idea of it, to say, obviously, over, thank you, over my uh, strength profile, but what is this going to be like in 12 years? Mm -hmm. Well, let's look. Let's see. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So I remember them talking about the number one docs which is the type of outside wrapper this was of a Connecticut Broadleaf. Hard to get. The choice of the choice, looking at it. Um, it's not jet black. 
Now it's cedary little, AF on the and and cold lumpy. Little, what do you call that? Toothy. Yeah, little blotchy. But uh, the thing I'm impressed with it still has a really nice sheen on it after all of those yep. years of aging. So a very cedar, cedar, little cedar, little yeah. basement. So it's it's been there all that time in perfect condition for twelve years. It's so awesome when you when you finally break it out. Dave, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So you took perfect care of these cigars for twelve years. Yeah. But two days with the Reese's pretzels, I you couldn't can't believe that. it. I'm, I'm disgusted with myself. <laughs> it's hard to believe. And we had to eat them. We ate them anyway. Of course. We Tune did. into the Snack Authority and see what that's all about. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Hades. The Vertigo Hades features push button action, a single jet fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. You got easy adjustment on the flame right on the side. It's a no frills lighter for $24.99. That's the Vertigo Hades. So I'll save the rest of these cigars. And someday, either Nick Melillo or Steve Sarker or both will come up. I'll pull them out of my humidor because here's what happens once I open the box. The party's over, folks. This thing ain't going to last the end of the year. Yeah, they ought to get up here quick. You're right. And uh, depending, and, and I'll tell you, the first puff on it is fantastic. It's not like a kick in the face, which mm. tends to happen when it comes to these. But um, a little... Uh, Vegetal component. I wouldn't go as far as Chinese pea pods, but well, cinnamon Chinese pea pods. That's what this is. And nobody gets a bingo Chinese on that. Chinese pea pods. I've seen them on the plate. I've usually pushed them away. No bingo there. Bingo is over, folks. If you missed it in the last half hour. But am I wrong? One. Is it not a vegetal component? Yeah, there is. I got to find out what happened to Ed Sullivan because he's been. Very agreeable. He's been agreeing with me. It's tingly spice. A little bit of tingle. It's not, um, it's like hot pepper. Yeah, the slow burn kind of thing. Yeah. It's good. Along After 12 of- years, it's still got some oh, yeah. <laughs> sting to it, right? Yep. It's it's not past its aging prime. I can't believe how much cedar is in this. Mm. 12 years even, sitting on a cedar box, right? With a even cedar after sleeve lit. over the top. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. All right. Like a string bean. Huh. Blanched. A blanched string bean. It's not soft and soggy like out of a can. This is fresh string beans. You just blanch them in the, the hot water and real put, quick. Put some hot peppers on. And then, yeah, dust it with a little, little white pepper. Mm-hmm. Spicy. I'm I'm surprised. Yeah. It's good. I bet you if I had the new one on the other hand, it's a different world, right? I can guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember some old Maduro cigars back in the day uh, we should be mentioning? So I'm going to mention some of them. Some still exist and stuff, but how hot they were at the time. Well, there's one that... To this day, even, I've probably smoked as many of those as anything else. And Dave probably knows what it is. It's the 
La Gloria Cubana yeah. Maduro in a Churchill size back in those days. Okay, you did the Churchill because the Wavell was the big one, which was the yeah, Robusto. And part of it was those were harder to come by. You yeah, they were. remember how rare they were. So I thought, well, I'll just make the Churchill my guy, and then they're right. easier to get my hands on. And then on. you never see you with a Churchill, so well, that's interesting. And if I only feel like smoking a Wavell, then I just... Put it aside. I'm done after half. And that was Sumatra, by the way. Mm, yeah. That was a Sumatra wrap that he used on that. Um, interesting. That was hot. That was probably the first big Maduro as a retailer of people. That was before Padron. Everybody go, going crazy for them. Another one you'll remember is the Atoro Fuente Hemingway Maduro. Mm. That was a very rare type cigar. Maybe still, still to this yeah, day, you yeah. Can't, you just yeah. can't order it. Every once in a while, it would come out, and people were on waiting lists to get it, and it was a big talk of that, as was the Ashton Maduro that we brought up. Now it's readily available. Mm. The, the problem that happens with readily available is now nobody wants it. <laughs> so you could always, you could never get it, and everybody wanted it. Now you can get all you want, nobody wants it. So th that's a weird thing. Nobody goes well, they there find, anymore. Yeah, they find another cigar to smoke. You can't get it all the time. I'm a cigar smoker. I want to smoke all the time. I have to buy it. But now you can get it all the time. But I want something that's readily available. So if it's, it's not available. available for five years and right. I'm on another brand, that's the mistake well, the of- whole, the whole generation of now getting into the cigar business since 2000, I think, don't even know that that was a thing. <laughs> Here they are and I don't want them and, and that's that's it. And that was a milder Maduro cigar. Yeah. That was more up my alley yeah. of La Giana that it was a, a, a Doc Maduro, but it didn't wasn't strong to me. Here's the one you're going to remember, Ed, because when we couldn't get a Toro Fuente, what did we smoke? Montesino. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's another brand by a Toro Fuente, Montesino. Do you even know it? I bought your last box. Really? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Um, how Nine years ago. Really? How about Rigoletto Blackjack? Oh, yeah. Or Black Arrow. It was from J.C. Newman, made by Fuente. And I believe it might have been the first time I ever met Steve Saka. He came into our East Boston store and asked, do you have any Rigoletto Blackjacks? And I said, how many would you like? And he said, you're kidding me, right? How many do you have? And I said, how many would you like? And he said, I'll take four boxes. And I said, okay. And I went in the humidor and brought him four boxes. He goes, I can't freaking believe you have these. <laughs> and it wasn't for him. It was for his father-in-law, I believe, who <clears throat> recently passed away. And that's who it was. And then that was the whole beginning of uh, hmm. him that we, we ended up having some some bizarre cigar or something at that beginning time. Beginning of a beautiful relationship. Yeah, it's been beautiful. Uh, another brand out of Fuente. Was that was sarcasm, folks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sosa. Oh, yeah. Remember the Sosa? Great Maduro back in the day. The number two, I believe, was the Torpedo. Another one people and went they, crazy they for. They had the Disney store for a long yes. time. Yeah. I, I don't know if that shut. I, I think it did. Yeah. I think it's all over now. Um, Punch and Hoya de Monterey, we brought that up with the- I with smoked the, a lot of those. Yeah. The Rothschild. Rothschild. Four and a half inch by 50. Mm -hmm. um, boxes of 50. No yeah. cellophane, no band. No. And, and people would just grab handfuls of that. was a monster at the time. When I started buying them, what did we figure? They were 70 bucks a box or? A 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they were phenomenal. This is the equivalent as a segment of Dave's coin story. Really? But it's both of you participating and the rest of us are like, yeah, we're not old enough to remember this well, shit. Well, it's history lesson right yeah. now. Tiamo Maduro, another big thing. 
uh, Liguria Cabana you mentioned, and of course, Padron Maduro. When Padron came out, that was early 90s when it was available to other people's stores. That was the big thing. Onyx I brought up, the first black cigar. Uh, also, there was a cigar before that, you may remember, Rosa Cuba. Oh, yeah. Rosa Cuba. Would it Ro- be unfair? Santa to Rosa. S- Santa would, Rosa. Would it be unfair to say they were nasty? Nasty. Nasty. We're most that was them- the first black You know, you'd look at it and there's no way. Were most of them torpedo shaped? Yeah, there was a lot. That was the big one. It was popular. Uh, Gary Marino, that was the first cigar he ever came in and bought, ever. I never accused him of having great taste in cigars. No, you didn't. Uh, There's Potagus Black, which Potagus was a Cameroon cigar. All of a sudden, Jet Black. That was another (laughs) Jet Black one. Um, La Giana came out with a very dark cigar, heavier bodied, uh, called Ebony in 1997, La Giana Ebony, along with the Angelic Collection, La Giana Angelic. There was Natural Maduro, there was Ebony, and Angelic, an Angelic Collection, and the Angelic is a little hint, maybe coming out in the near future. Dave, this isn't me saying it, it's feedback from the chat room, yeah. just to be clear. Onyx are terrible, horrible, draw, unsmokable. I remember we smoked an Onyx on the show, and it was the second most odd flavor I ever got. The most odd was concussion, but the second worst was burning envelope glue. That's (laughs) how I would describe. You beat the hell out of that brand. Um, They were popular for a long time, though. They were. They were so black and... um, Almost a magnet to people that were looking for a strong cigar. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get this Onyx. Okay. I don't know if it was strong. I, they're still out there. I see a new one coming out. You know, mm-hmm. they, they keep they keep making them, so they keep selling them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, hey, everybody's tasted different. So uh, that's what I got on the old stuff anyway. Right now it's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who wins this hypothetical battle? Would you rather look 10 years older from the neck up or the neck down? 10 years older from the neck up. See what a question? Or the neck down? Well, we can clearly see what Ed Sullivan went with. Uh, I would say from the neck down. You would say from the neck down. You can always wear a shirt. Cover up my man titties, put a shirt on, keep this angelic face as it is, maybe get a little younger, which I did by shaving my beard off. No offense, Mike. Shave my beard off. I took 10 years off my appearance. Hmm. Yeah, I'll agree with him. You'd rather look 10 years older from the neck down. Nobody's sure. going to see it. No. Yeah, wear long sleeves. Don't wear shorts. Yeah, I guess that's the answer. I can't even argue with you. <laughs> Next question. Next question. Next question is the after show is Wednesday. Um, did you catch last week's? Did you listen to it? I was here. I know. <laughs> you never go back, huh? You know. We did the interview. We got a lot of play on that. John Garcia brings up an excellent point, Dave. Yeah. Is Jonathan going to eat grass this episode? Shit, I forgot. Yeah. I must have put it in the back seat. Well, my, uh, John, John's been <laughs> waiting all week for wow. this. Sorry, right. buddy. Maybe next week. Uh, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the cigarauthority.com, and the subject line is, no more Barry? 
Ah. Hey, Mr. J. Greetings from another Canadian listener. Must know Rudy. I may have missed something in the past couple of episodes, but is Barry no longer on the panel? I ask, not because I thought he brought a lot to the show, (laughs) but you guys really need a third panel member for the banter. Replacing Barry with spelling lessons with Dave is painful. Perhaps bring Ed Sullivan up from the producer's chair. I enjoy him on the ash holes or maybe Aaron. Another thought. To fill the void on the panel is to bring on Sarah. The new Who was on last week. The new interviewee from last week's episode. Maybe a fresh set of eyes to the cigar industry and someone less jaded than Barron's would be a welcome insight to the listeners. As well as a lot of novice smokers would be keen to hear from someone who perhaps hasn't been in the industry forever and someone who hasn't smoked everything under the sun. Her reviews, opinions, tasting notes may be something some listeners can relate to. Keep up the good work. Signed, Mike. I told you I got feedback that Sarah would be great on the show. We got a lot of feedback. A lot of people have been writing in and asking <laughs> what happened to him. Uh, messages, calls. Where's Barry? Barry uh, has been missing from the show the past few weeks. Don't don't give out anything. Just it's, they can listen to the after show if they want. All right. So on the after show, we're going to come clean and we're going to tell you where is Barry and when will he be back, if ever. And uh, send your cards and let you can stop asking. Just listen, <laughs> listen, to, li- listen to the show, and we're going to uh, reveal the laid on the line. Yeah, is he in quarantine? Where is he? Prison? Where, where is Waldo? Yeah, is he in prison? Maybe he took you up on an offer of the day. Yeah. could be anything, right? Could be anything. All right, so you're going to get you're going to get the scoop on the after show if you don't know what the after show is because you watch us on. Facebook or you watch us on YouTube, you got to go to a podcast and subscribe to the Cigar Authority on the podcast. See what we're doing there? We're getting podcast listeners. Uh, Most of your podcast listeners anyway. The podcast listeners, you should subscribe on the um, YouTube, right? The YouTubes. The the YouTubes? Yeah. Or whatever. So we'll get to that there. But I have the consensus, so I want to get to that. So the consensus is of the Cigar Authority's top Favorite Maduro cigars. And as I said, if you said, don't look, you're cheating. What difference does it make? I already gave my answer. <laughs> if, <laughs> I can't see that far anyway. Uh, I'd win the. Then why are you looking? You're I'd win the classic three way. Look at the, look at the uh, people in yeah. the camera out Don't there. look at him. That's what he does when I'm doing the staying classic history, too. He's yeah, that's why I win all the time. Yeah. Uh, if you picked it as your number 10, you get one point. Number nine, two points, mm-hmm. all the way to number ten would get number one would get ten points. Hang on, I have a question. Yeah. Is this something that we can win something on? No, you can't win anything. Then who cares? <laughs> what we're gonna have here is our top ten. Figured out between us all together, as opposed to your top ten and his top ten. What is our top ten? And you may have a problem with it at the end of it. Because it's not your top 10, but it's our top 10. Well, you said you gave them number values, so I can't even argue against any of them. No, it is what it is, and it's a fair way. So here it is, number 10. And this is the Cigar Authority's top 10 favorite Maduro cigars. The full line, we're not talking about sizes. Number 10 is a tie with six points, Perdomo and Jose Dominguez. All right. I'm okay with that. Number nine with seven points was La Galera. Number eight, with eight points, was HVC, the Broadleaf. Nice. 
It's very good. It is. That's because these guys had that in their, in their thing. Number seven with nine points was JFR Lunatic. Okay. I know what the next one is. Number six with 10 points. There's only one thing that had 10 points. We all had 10 points. Oh, that's right. So then why isn't there a tie? Because you, oh, he's the only one who had it, so it's got to be Neanderthal. It's right. Neanderthal. All right, I get a point for that. No, you get nothing <laughs> because you went to three different things. And may God have mercy on your soul. Number five with 13 points is Leaf by Oscar. Mm. Solid. Number four with 18 points is Sereno. Also mm. solid. Number three, and if I was a betting man, I would have picked this as number one. Would have been number one, but it's not. 19 points goes to Padrone. Hmm. It's bullshit. Number two with 20 points is Aladino. Hmm. Solid. Solid. And this is messed up. Number one with 23 points, the Cigar Authority's favorite Maduro is La Giana. Yeah. It's it's on all of our lists, and it's high up on the list. It makes sense. Never would have picked that. It's my number one, so I gave it 10 points. But you guys, between the two years, gave it another 13 points. Right. I I mean, I think it makes sense because it has the broadest appeal across, you know, what our normal go-to smokes are. I'll be smoking one later today. Besides, I would say Padron and Perdomo. In Maduro, La Giana is probably our biggest selling cigar. Yep. And it has the, the widest variety of smokers that smoke it. Yeah, because not everybody's going to smoke either, either of those in, in Maduro. So the, that's the consensus of it. So we're smoking Liga Pavada number nine. This is all the way back to um, 2008. Matt Tobacco mm-hmm. didn't get one of these, did you? Come on. He, he'd probably like it. You'd like it. Grab two. What? Yeah, one for his girls behind him. Oh, all right. Thought you were giving him two. No, no. So everybody else has one. Can't they just cut it in half and split it? No, nah, it wouldn't be nice. <laughs> so, Matt, these are the, from the second release. The first release didn't come in box of 24. This one was the first release that came in a box of 24 for retailers with a real band on it. And um, it came out in 2008. Well, 2007? 2008. 2008. So I had this box sitting there, sealed, up until today. We're going to open it up, and we're trying what Liga Pavada is today. Is then. Yeah, was what, then. what was it then? And uh, it's different than it, that it's different. It's different, but I got to say, I'm pretty surprised at how much oomph it still has. Yeah. I thought it would have mellowed more than it did, yeah. but I think it does have better balance than it had originally. It has. It was too strong for me then. Now, I went through Liga Pavada 1 through 13, maybe. Mm. Um, I knew Steve well, and I went down to Florida, and he had me try all the Ligas, right. and I picked number seven, which never came out. Whatever Liga Pavada number seven was mm. never came out, and I said, by far, this one's the best one, and he said, thanks for your input. It's number nine. Well, that that I don't know what the seven tasted like, but this has the classic earth tones that you mm-hmm. get from Steve Saka's portfolio. Now, something that is different both for him and Melillo is their balance is better on their newer stuff. This is just and now that I'm in past the initial light, it's just a lot of dirt. It's earth. 
Yeah. Very basement-y. And Saka would say that. He likes dirty cigars. But his he now balances a little bit of earth and, and They're has more, more refined. I agree. Well, I think you had three of Saka's newer releases mm-hmm. on your list to begin with. So you're, you're into the more than I am for sure. Yeah. Um, would you say any of his cigars or any of Melillo's cigars, and I think you had two of his on there, so that was your right. half of your list. Is any of their cigars closest to this, if, if of what this was? You so know. you could say to a, a, a person, um, oh, if you, if you liked what Liga Pavada used to be, this is the one you should I, smoke. I think the closest one would be the Tabernacle. I agree. You know, it... it and not That's, the Connecticut, not the no, no. CT one. It's no, the no, regular the broadleaf, exactly tabernacle. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try it again. Yeah, give it a try. Smoke it again for the first time. And I think it's got a better price point than the Liga too. And I wonder if it did mellow out a bit, or twelve years have passed, and and I'm turning into a man a little bit. Well, and I can not, handle this. Let's not talk that, crazy. That's just it. You really don't know, right? Because what seemed really strong back in the day wouldn't today. I maybe have smoked of the finished product of it a dozen League of Provider number nines. This was the size. That was it, right? Yeah. And that that was all I smoked of it, you know, and I said, it's not for me. It's way too strong. As I'm smoking this, it's not way too strong. Is it me? Did it mellow out a little bit? A little, little of both. both. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Those are the early thoughts of it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, what do we have planned for the Cigar Authority Care Package next month? Another game. This time it's for everyone. We're going to tell you about it and more. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. 
since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose. Hi, this is Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And there they are. And they were, what would they get? They got in there somewhere. Serino Double X Maduro. We yeah, because yeah, both of you picked that one. Yeah. Great cigar. If you haven't tried that, go to your favorite brick and mortar store, ask for it. Serino Double X Maduro. This is a Serino Maduro. It's not the one. You want the Sereno Double X Maduro. The 20th anniversary. Yeah, 20th anniversary one. Exceptional. Ah, so the X's are a Roman numeral? Yeah, yes. Oh, this is making so much more yeah, sense. Yeah, now, now it comes yeah. together. He's been around a long time. 
Uh, all right, so uh, welcome back, everybody. We are smoking Liga Pavada number nine from 2008. Eight. 2008, 12 years old. Um, from the second release of it, the first release had a different band on it. I actually sent the picture of it to Steve, asked him about it, made sure I had the information right on this. Um, and I do. And, uh, Steve, if you're listening, uh, next time I come up, we'll smoke one of these together. And, uh, same for you, Nick Melillo, because this was the combination of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the question always is, does this belong to Steve Saka, Nick Melillo, or Drew Estates, or Swisher? And the answer is Swisher, correct? Because <laughs> they bought it, yeah. And and with that comes the history, everything, right? It's all theirs. Um, but uh, certainly the brainchild with Steve and and Nick putting it together. So uh, they did a great job on it. Uh, I remember it just wasn't a go to for me because it was way too strong. I'm not going to say that now that it it's stronger than my normal thing. But I'd have no problem smoking yeah. the cigar. Yeah, I and smoked liking it. a lot of them yeah. when I first came out. Yeah, you're smoking it now. You're not having any issues. Yeah. Um, and um, we have uh, coming up in the care package, uh, when you get your care package, you're going to notice you get four cigars in that care package, and they're not going to have the regular cigar band on it. This is a blind taste test that's going on, and your cigars will be labeled A, B, C, and D. Hmm. And what we're going to do is on August 15th, we're going to smoke A and B. And on August 22nd, we're going to smoke C and D. And then you're going to have a place where you're going to fill out the information and tell what you what you think is the better of the two. It's really not to see what's better of the two, but I, we're going to play around to try to figure out what kind of tobacco is this, mm. um, you know, what country of origin, and, and try to figure that out. But in the meantime, just for fun, we're going to pick which one did you like best, Whatever the majority is, that's what's going to go out in the September care package, and you're going to get two of your four cigars, or if you have five cigars if you're in the care package prime. And on September 26th, we're going to smoke that and not only smoke it, but give you the answers of how this thing whole, whole thing played out. We did it years ago, actually twice, mm. that we had a $100 care package, or whatever right. we call it, then a blind taste test, between postage and the cigars that went out, and because I think Davidoff and Padron were the, in the finals mm. and, it, and it went so much, it probably cost me about $180 <laughs> per person in cigars for the $99, yeah. and it wasn't a good business no. thing to do. Uh, but this is on a small scale um, of four cigars. Let, let's have some so, fun with so it. So everybody should be trying to pick the most expensive one so they get the most value. They get it twice, right? Yeah. So That's what I'm going to do. Do what they want. Um, emails are coming in, and we're going to get to some of them on the after show, but also um, some people are kind enough to go on there and go to that. Speak pipe. Speak pipe. I can never remember what that's no. called. Now, keep in mind, the, the last time we played – a speak pipe. Mm. Someone got a job out of it. Right. So oh, this could be big. Could it this, could be big. Could this happen? You're, if you're unemployed, that's the way to do it. All right. You know, and relocate right. yourself here and right. interview as so well as Sarah did. Let's hear what he or when, she has to say. When you say best email of the week, yeah. it's general. It could include a speak pipe. Yeah, yeah. So right. I, I like speak pipes because we're listening to it as opposed to Jonathan reading it with, yeah. with the the way he reads it with you you can make something sound bad yeah he's saying the same exact words or you can make it sound good maybe what are you trying to say make it funny you can make it yeah he's not a strong reader no no i mean he gets most of the words right but 
Because you should spell them sometimes. Yeah. That's the <laughs> people, answer. Yeah, people I People watching the show like that when I spell. <laughs> well, in any case, this comes to us from Steve Erickson, and he's got a little feedback. Okay. So, guys, I'm going to make this short. Um, I'm working on a customer's deck, putting on some aluminum railing. <clears throat> As I'm listening to uh, the after show, and uh, I just lit a Padrone 2000 and just barely lit it, put it down. I had to walk through the customer's house uh, out to their garage to grab a couple of posts for the deck. I needed my hands free. And I um, came back and I quickly grabbed my cigar just as... Someone on your show, which uh, I'm going to tell you, Dave, uh, someone on your show is an asshole. He just got done saying, Could put the anyone. lid in into your mouth. You may like it. Well, I promptly grabbed the cigar, put the wrong end, the lid in, into my mouth. And I guarantee you, I didn't like it. Fortunately, there was no real ash built up because I had just recently lit it. But... Uh, not exactly an enjoyable experience. I'd rather put the right end into my mouth. I enjoy these cigars immensely. Uh, just my two cents worth. Here we go. That's Thanks for so, the great show. Love you guys. <clears throat> so really the lesson here is if you are someone who knows that you don't like to put the lid into your mouth, don't. you listen to the Cigar Authority's regular show because at the end of that I say – Keep the lid end out wow. of your mouth. It's sound advice. The right. real but on the after show, I do the opposite of that. What I took out of that as a lesson is that you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe you want to stop saying, <laughs> stop saying, tell them to do the wrong Although, thing. Yeah, I'll get right on funny. that. It's not funny. And it's, I'll get right on that. It, it, here's the interesting thing about that story, right? He, he put the cigar down to go through the house, and I thought that's why he put the cigar down. But later he says he needed his hands free. I guess he would have walked through the customer's house with the cigar. Yeah, right. Which I don't know if you should do. I don't know if you shouldn't do it. Well, Dave's house is fine. Yeah. But most houses. Dave likes it. Mm. He does. So do I got to have this guy build me a deck now? Is that what I got to do? (laughs) (laughs) Steve, come on over, build us a deck. I don't know. All right, it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? If so, for how much? And today is $1,000. Hmm. No bath or shower for one week. Hmm. No bath or shower for one week. Now, when you say no bath or shower, I need some clarification. No sponge bath, no bath, no shower, no... Uh... Can I go swimming? No. What if it's hot out? How do you cool down? Well, you don't. That's why you get $1,000. Yeah. Can't go swimming. And you can't work that week because I work with you, so. (laughs) Uh, Especially this week. We're in in a heat storm here, whatever you call it, heat wave. I'd be out, I think. Could never do it? No, I could do it. I can't skip a day. But if I could, you know, go swimming or whatever, it's basically taking a bath. It's fine. I wouldn't use soap. No, you can't can't go swimming. You can't do any, no tricks. No hosing yourself down. Run through the sprinkler. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> can't go out in the rainstorm. 
What about the slip and slide? No. Thing? No, none of that. Yeah, you're taking away all the fun activities that I like to do when I'm not at work. Yeah. See, and I like to go to the water parks all the time, so I'm going to have to Back in the day, they would, they would bathe <laughs> once a week or something, right? Saturdays, take a bath back oh, yeah. in the... In the well, when you, you have did, to heat the water one bucket at a time. Yeah. Right, and it mattered what order it was. You didn't get fresh water. Ah, really? No. Yeah, the smell. Somebody else's the water. The smelly kid out. was always the kid in the you know the family that had twelve people in it. You know, he got the dirty <laughs> water. He was the smelly kid. We even got after it made, huh? Oh, Running yeah. water, all that stuff. It's amazing. So, no, you wouldn't do it, huh? No. There's people out there that would do it. Oh, there's people absolutely. out there do it for free. <laughs> I'd have to stop shaving. I can't do that. Right. How yeah. much do you shave? You got a beard? You bald? Every day. <laughs> yeah. How about growing your hair back? How much would you do that for? No, there's not enough money. No? <clears throat> that I'd like to see. You I'll could. shave my head and you let your hair grow. Hang on a second. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you let me shave your head and you'd have a deal. You're going to hurt me. No, no, no. I just want to make sure it's done correctly and yeah. you're completely bald. All right, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and uh, Coach Mark writes, The show coincides with a return from the four-hour drive from the lake perfectly. I lived the stories. I think he means loved. I loved the stories about Padron's thriftiness in terms of deals and charging for hats, and it's something that only a manufacturer convinced of its product's worth would pull off. I represent building material manufacturers in 10 states, and swag is expected and demanded as part of doing business. If you wear a manufacturer's branded golf shirt into a customer's place of business, expect at least five of the employees to ask, where's my shirt? Mm -hmm. I want to thank Dave personally regarding the firecracker. I thought I'd heard some of the firecrackers over the years had an attached stem that could be smoked. When I pulled the firecracker out of my humidor today, my wife said, how do you cut that? I didn't know. So I Googled the firecracker and Dave's 4th of July video came up and he noted that you could simply twist off the fuse in quotes. I lit it up and enjoyed. Thanks for a great two hours. The drive from Indiana to Wisconsin was uneventful and I plan on trying the two Padron experiment as soon as my wife tells me that all of the lake stuff is properly put back in its place. Signed, Mark. Beauty. Beauty. All right. uh, I'd like to... uh Throw a monkey wrench into this uh, fun time, and uh, can we bring Matt Tobacco up here and be in the classic three-way? I don't see why not. Is that it? Come on, Matt. You want to do it? Just like that? He doesn't even think twice about it. Just grab, grab a, a chair. chair. Get a headphone for him. I got one. He'll be so on Matt Tobacco three. is on the Ash Holes, uh, which is every Tuesday, along with Ed Sullivan and a whole host of it. You got Aaron. Aaron. We got Ben. And we got Ben. And... Uh, yeah, any way you want. It could be the buffer between there you Dave go. and I. Yeah. And uh, also, Matt Tobacco does uh, smoking tobacco and a whole bunch of stuff. To, to tell me some of the you're, – you're really getting out there. You got, you're interviewing people. You're, you're, uh, you've turned into a competitor. A little bit. Yeah. Going to keep you on your toes. There we go. Good. <laughs> so what do you got going on, Matt Tobacco? Um, yeah, I basically, I started my own – Little media circle with yeah. uh, smoke and tobacco, which because because your, your name is tobacco, it is yeah, it is uh, it is tobacco. It's T A B A C C O. 
so spelling is not exact, but it, you know it's close it's enough. Perfect for me because that's how I think you would spell it anyway. <laughs> yeah, tobacco. Yeah, you got to make it a little different. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I started that almost a year ago. It was just like a social media thing, and it turned into a website. It turned into my own show that yep. I do on Thursday nights. Um, it's the real deal now. Yeah, I have my own website. I. I, I Blog posts, news, reviews, all, all that stuff. Interviews? Interviews, yes. I see you're bringing, you're bringing some real deal in there. Well, yeah, you know. And I'm, they're coming in. They are. They're so, coming in. So, so I thought some of my clout was I, got, I write big checks to these people, and I ask them if they'll come on. They say, yeah, but that's not the case. You call them up, and you say, will you come on? And they say, yeah. Well, do, yeah. Dave, I think if they like you, they'll just go oh, on. You have to write I a have check. to write a check. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's different. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, what's today, Saturday? So Thursday night, we had uh, Glenn Luke from Scar yes. of America on. Um, Terrence Riley. Terrence Riley was yeah. with us last week. It was really good. We had Jim Price on. Yeah. So it's, it's we've had some good visitors, and, you know, it's it's a fun show. So what do you got coming up? Um, we have, I don't think we have any guests scheduled yet. Do you have John Carney We have We have John Carney on the show, yeah. No, but isn't he coming up to... Oh, John Carney was actually supposed to be up right now, but he uh, had some oh. scheduling. Oh, conflicts. I thought that was it. I thought yeah. I was giving you the giving the. Uh... Yeah, no, he was supposed to. He was actually supposed to be with us. Now he's supposed to be with me on the show in person this Thursday. Right, but he had to go back to La Florida Dominicana uh, and work. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> when everybody's off time, you know. It's, I know it's really going to mess things up. But he's. He's trying to get up to us soon, so hopefully we'll see him soon in person. All right. So you know how the classic three-way goes. Yep. Uh, last week, uh, we had Sarah on, and Sarah- She destroyed us. She, she was a yes. shutout completely. Cheating. So we have to go back to the week before where Ed Sullivan was the champion, and we'll go first. Closest without going over, it's this classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. All right, I have three questions and two tiebreakers if we need them. Why two tiebreakers? Why can't you just have four questions in one tiebreaker and stick to the same format? All right, for you. <laughs> Why do you get to we're going to see it? how that goes, so... Because I'd like to change it up every once in a while instead of tell everybody to put the lid in the name out after you. People are getting hurt. Yeah, Jonathan. People are getting hurt nowadays. How about two questions and three times? Huh? So, it, so it'll be less painful for our audience. <laughs> yeah. Right. But we're going to do it Jonathan's way today. You're doing four? Four, four and one uh, tiebreaker. Right. I know. It ruins everything. I and know. I know what you're saying out there. <laughs> Blame him. Jonathan, so, this is why that guy called you an asshole. Yeah, this is why, <laughs> this is why people don't like you. <laughs> Ed Sullivan, at the 500 Club in Atlantic City, New Jersey, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis staged their first show as a comedy team today. No way. Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis did it today, July 25th. What year was that? Do you know who Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis I do. Okay. Ed Sullivan was in grade school when this happened. No, I was in high school. It was uh, 1947. 47, he says. 
What do you got, Matt Tobacco? 49. 49. 1950 for two points. 50. Wow, everybody is over. You said 47, it was 46. Wow. How close, but no cigar. (laughs) And over to Matt Tobacco. The Supremes. Mm Mm-hmm. You know the group, the music yes. group, right? Yep. Not yep. the yeah. You can't have Harry Love. Can't yeah. I mean? Uh, <laughs> they released. You I thought can't. that was Phil Collins. No, it wasn't. He did do it, but it was originally the Supremes, <laughs> and they did. You can't. You can't hurry Love. It was released today. What year? Oh, you just have to. Nineteen fifty-two. Fifty-two. He says, Mister J, who should get this? Fifty-four. Fifty-four. Talamed. Well, I thought it was later than that. 1962. 62 for two points at Sullivan. Wow. Two points. Oh, I'm sorry. 66. Uh, well, one 66 point. One point. You get one point. I'm sure. We'll get How do you not know that was the 60s? Motown 60s. Whatever. How do you not know that? We're well, going to need the four questions because I, you got a goose egg so far. Exactly. Hmm. It's uh, called strategy. <laughs> it's over to you. Matt LeBlanc. You know who he is? Yeah. American actor Joey from Friends. He was born in Newton, Massachusetts, right down the street. Really? Today, what year? See how you learn a little something? 1970. 1970, he says. What do you say, Ed? I think it was more like 1967. 67. I was going to say 67, too. 67 also. Two points for both Ed and Matt Tobacco. Two points each. (laughs) Ha ha. <laughs> so two Ed, two Matt Tobacco, zero. No, yeah, I'm three altogether. You're three altogether. Two for Matt Tobacco, zero. See how this played out? I still have another question. You have another question, but even if you get it exact, it ain't going to help you. No, Ed but Sullivan if Matt has three points. Tobacco gets a point, it's tie, and we go to the tiebreaker. And and in the tiebreaker, don't you know you don't want the guy that that is losing to even have a chance? You usually tell me. Yeah, whatever. It's me now, uh, so I get the chance. All right. Someone's salty today. It is. That's, <laughs> that's why they call him an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose turn is it? I think Ed it's Sullivan. Mine. Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Roseanne Barr. Sings the national anthem at the Cincinnati Reds versus San Diego Padres game. Remember, then she grabs her crotch and becomes a whole thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. It It was a big thing when that happened. Was that in 1998? 1998, he says. Do you remember this at all? Do you remember hearing anything about it? Vaguely. Yeah. I'm going to go 96. 96. 1985. 1985. For the point, Mr. Jonathan, it's 1990, but they went over. So look what he did there. He avoided uh, the shutout. He avoided the shutout. But we did. don't we don't go into the extra no, point. No, he came in last. Is you what want the he clap? did there. He did. I have the Ed clap. Sullivan. You're still the champion as usual. And I and I had one on here for him as right. the emergency one because I know he's a big fan. Estelle Getty from the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. She was born she in New York born today. In 1914. No, she was the youngest of the Golden Girls in real life. In real life, but she was the oldest one on the show, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, real life? Real life. Uh, 1931. 23. Really? So I would have got that point. I'm just going to give it to myself right now. All right. So you're tied. Matt for, Tobacco's no. never heard of her, so. Right. Matt Tobacco would have said 23 for two points and beat right. Sullivan. You you're don't know right. what could have happened. That's right. But you messed, up the, you messed up the whole show. You're tied for being a Ruined loser. Ruined it. Ruined the show once again. 
Um, so how do people <laughs> find uh, the Matt Tobacco Show? What exactly is it called? It's called the Smoking Tobacco Show, and you can we go live on our Facebook page, Smoking Tobacco, every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then I have a YouTube channel, Smoking Tobacco. You can find all the episodes on there. I'm also on all the podcast channels, so Apple Podcasts, Podbean. So it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, like this show and yep. like the Ash Holes. Just is. like the Ash Holes, too. That's another show, you know, every Tuesday at 4. And you show up on other people's shows. I have. You have. I have. You came a long way in a short period of time. I have. And now we have a lovely lady that's part of it. And what it, what what is she all about? That's my girlfriend Nicole. Yeah. And she she does help me. She works with me, and she helps run a lot of my stuff during the day, and helps produce the show, and just and big she, help. Yeah. And she's out there herself now. She's out there smoking Nicole. That's there we her, go. That's her thing now. She has her own page and. Yeah, she's new to cigars as well, so she's getting into it, and she's loving it. So Loving it. Yeah, she's having a fantastic time. All right. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, this it's is all good, good More media. Uh, have you smoked this? Are you you're smoking the same thing we oh, have? Oh, yeah. This is delightful. On this, on this version yeah. of it, right? So this is the original, second original, one year in 2007, we said? 2008. Eight? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was looking at this next to you know Pam's in the audience and she has one of the newer number nines and yep. I was looking at them side by side and they, they they look different. I had a number nine recently and I'm it's, so it's kind of fresh in my mind and this I really like this. And you think it's different than the it's different, it's different. much different, yeah. It says absolutely completely he knows, different. Yeah. He knows he smoked tons. Of my only complaint is on the second half; it kind of got a little one-dimensional. It's it's just that earth note. There's not the spice that there if was you blow there it out of your nose a little bit. And I did it during the break. Mm -hmm. That's when all the spice came out. So just to do a little retro heel, not big, and you're going to get all the spice and Ooh, yeah. back to what it was. Mm. Dramatic difference. Why? Dramatic. Don't do it. That's I a won't. nice. That's actually. If a nice... I say don't do it, maybe he'll do it. <laughs> that's what <laughs> nice I'm telling you. But why? Why should I have to retrohale to bring the spice out when the cigar goes flat? Because you should every once in a while retrohale anyway. That's true. Every once in a while, I don't say ten times during it. Maybe three times during a cigar. But you know, don't you two see that you're in love with each other? <laughs> you know what you should say is retrohale once in a while. You might like it instead there of putting the lid in your mouth. And he didn't no. even look at that. Spicy. You got the hot pepper that comes yeah. out. Boom. It's a little spicier. It's still a little flat for the second half. If this was. A cigar that I just smoked that was a new cigar, I wouldn't smoke it again. Well, no more for you. No. All right, good. No. I'll take his. Yeah. Honestly, I get licorice on the retro hill. That black licorice. Yeah, a little bit of that anise. Yeah. Mm. Licorice anise. Yeah. The anus. Yeah. Yeah, the anus. As Jonathan <laughs> would call it. <laughs> See, you bring somebody up here with him. Not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that. That's, yeah. that's Jonathan's favorite part, you know? Yes. yes. It's like he's crawled into his shell. All right, the after show, Wiz Barry. We're going to get to it uh, on the after show next week. There is no PCA trade show, and we're getting cigars in, and it's beginning to be a big problem. I want to let you know that supply and demand issues are beginning. Will it get worse? We're going to talk about that and the plans for the new cigars. We're building a list as it's going on the rest of the week. It's pretty big already. we got lots of stuff to talk about next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing in the last two hours, always remember to keep the lit end out of your mouth.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.